It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Well, thank you, Mr. Barker. I sure appreciate it. You are awesome as always. Always right on time. If I had that voice, I would, I would, my voicemail would be so cool. But uh, I don't have that voice, so you're going to have to just accept this one. I'm sorry to disappoint you all, but this is the one I have. Welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics with the Ninja Pastor. So the title of today's show, uh, we were going to try to get to this uh, last Monday, but as you know, uh, I don't know how many of you listened, but to uh, Chris Cahalan, wow. Wow, that rocked a whole lot of people's world. There was uh, so many emails and messages and all of that. I just, I was just amazed how much there was from folks. It was just really, really powerful. Um Chris's story and Chris and Jessica, really, their story is is just amazing. You know, it's a story of incredible faith. And for me personally, uh, I was very, very moved by it. Uh, it's an extraordinary, extraordinary story. But what makes it even more extraordinary is how God came through in each of those really, really tragic times. Tragic times. And also, I appreciate your response uh, to the Facebook page and and other message areas uh, on my footprint to Chris and his family, just cheering him on. August 20th is a big, big day, folks, and we need all the prayers that we can get. Uh, you know, prayers from a righteous person avail much, that's for sure. God listens to prayer, and and your prayer matters to him. And uh, by the way, don't say you'll pray and then don't pray. I, I hate that. So if you're if you're going to pray, get your pray on. Get your pray on, because this is serious business. Straight up serious business. And, you know, ultimately, what you got to do is you just got to realize that we serve a living God. And, you know, he's not, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say we serve a living God. We serve the living God. And he's not an awesome God. He is the awesome God. So, you know, that's, we're very, very, very blessed to, to serve a God that listens to us, that 
He's eager to hear from us. So pray for Chris. Pray for his family. It's going to be a, a long, hard day. Uh, be a long several days uh, and months and maybe even years. But I believe that I firmly believe this, that Chris is going to make it through this uh, better than ever. And he's he's going to take this test as he has all of his tests and turn them into his testimony. So thank you all for listening last week. By the way, if you think of it, uh, make sure that you share that episode with your friends on your social media and you know Facebook, Twitter, whatever else, LinkedIn. Um, I have a gazillion followers on LinkedIn. I didn't even know it. Uh, I haven't looked at that in a while, and I have to tell you, I'm I'm not the best about it, but I got to do better because I didn't realize I had that many. They call them connections. I didn't realize I had that many connections there. So I do apologize for those that have sent me messages through that link, my LinkedIn. Um, I will do better. I promise you I'll do better about that, following up on that. For those of you who have sent me emails, the count today is 49,771 emails that are unread. So I, uh, I'm i not that great at it. I go through about – I was averaging several thousand a week uh, going through, just kind of buzzing through them and, and trying to pick out the ones that you know I, I need to reply to this right now. Uh, many of you recommend books. Um, might recommend me li- listening to uh, links uh, from different speakers and, hey, did you hear this? Did you hear that? And that's all good stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, I do have people that help me, some really key people that help me. Um, uh, you know, uh, Jerry from Pennsylvania, absolutely phenomenal researcher. And he, I can always trust his I can always, always trust what he sends me, um, and and he always operates through a biblical worldview, and um, and I love that. My buddy Philly Bob, uh, always providing me with stuff uh, that's just I know I can rely on. It seems like when he listens to the show, he's if I can't think of something, boom, it's it shows up in my message box and uh, my in- inbox, and and I always am able to. Listen to what he has to say and know that it's good stuff. Sean, uh, I won't say his last name because he's active duty military. He runs my Facebook page. Absolutely phenomenal guy. Uh, great supporter of the show. And and so I, I have to say, you know, a lot of times I'll say something on the radio and then I'll look at the Facebook page and and I don't know what I'm going to say. I think, I think that's... Um, uh, I think that is part of what makes this show. I, I kind of have a basic idea of what I'd like to talk about, but a lot of it depends on what's going on or what really God has put on me to um, to say. So I, you know, but somehow or another, Sean is listening to the show, and boom, something will show up down down to uh, down to uh, the um, pictures of food. And uh, Philly Bob loves to send me, like, uh, I don't know why. I don't know what was wrong with me. The last couple of weeks, I have really had a hankering for cheesesteak. You know, it's just been out of control, just out of control. So I really, 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 um, you know, he does that. He does that to me. And, oof. And I see that, and it's always good food that he sends me too. Pictures of really incredible food. Sean does that too. I'll say something about French fries, and all of a sudden, French fries show up. Um, and then I have some other folks who are phenomenal 
a phenomenal help to the show that uh, they send in stuff both before and after. And, and I'm very, very fortunate in that regard. And they do it all uh, just out of the goodness of their heart to want to see the show do well and, and see me do well and to get the message out. And I really appreciate that. I genuinely do. Um, but it brings up the question. People ask me, how can I contribute to your show? How can I donate? Um, you know, it was really a last-minute thing for us to to do this, uh, to do the uh, the donation thing on our on our uh, on our uh, theninjapastor.com. It was really kind of an afterthought. And somebody told me they said, "Look, you know, you need to give people a means by which they can." sow into what you're doing because you're putting this all on yourself uh, financially and, and, you know, there are costs associated with this. Um, so I, I was convinced. I was convinced. And I, I'm glad I did, actually. People have already donated some. And I'm glad I did because I'm not one to generally ask for help. I do always ask you for the, the – um, the subscribe thing. You remember I always am talking about that. And I don't do well. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me play that now. You can listen to that now so I can get it out of the way. Hey, Happy Warriors. This is a Ninja Pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could, follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the Ninja Pastor. And on Facebook, click on sign up just under my photograph under www.facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows anywhere we're appearing, and it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash The Ninja Pastor. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, follow me at The Ninja Pastor. Go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click follow and sign up. Thanks a bunch. Man, I really appreciate it. Way to go, happy warriors. Well, there you have it. So that's one way you can help me. Uh, that's an awesome way, really. It's a big deal. Uh, what I'm learning in this business is, well, business, I don't know that I would call it a business. Businesses are supposed to make money, and this does not make money. But what I'm learning is is that I've got to think a little bit outside the box as to what I would normally do. Um, and, and, you know, that's that's my thing, I, something I need to do. Uh, but so I just I guess I what I want to say here is I just really appreciate all of the help I get. People are so helpful to me and I'm I'm a lucky lucky man, the luckiest man in the world. So the title of today's show, the show I was uh, you know, well let me say this, let me interrupt myself to say this. That last week uh that segment with Chris was supposed to be about 20 minutes. And then the more he got going, I I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I I and I know this most of the story. I just got um I got into it, and I just kind of got lost in the power of God moving in someone's life and, and a living example of somebody that I know personally. And so I hope that affected you too, by the way. But we were supposed to do um, – my name is Dr. Sean Greener, and I'm running for president. I approve this message, what I would campaign on why. And I said, don't you wish there were more candidates for president that said what they actually and authentically believed and would defend – 
and intended to be the catalyst to fix this country? You see, we don't really want people to tell us what we want to hear. We don't really want people to tell us what they think will get them elected. We need the truth. Now, I, I will say, for me personally, um, how do I put this? I, I'm not one to try to be politically correct. For me personally, I want to be told the truth. And I think most conservatives, true conservatives, they they want to be told the truth. I, I think that's the unique thing about conservatives. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that conservatives, we want to be bathed in the truth. We don't want to run from the truth. And we don't tend to focus on the feeling of certain things, although I think to some extent watching the debates this past week, uh, the most hotly followed debates uh, in the history of debates in the television coverage of debates. I mean, it was pretty, pretty uh, great numbers for Fox. But I have to tell you, Fox has shown me better things than what they showed me uh, this past week. I, I was I was appalled. Uh, not surprised, but I was appalled. Mostly surprised at Brett Baer that Brett Baer would have any involvement in that. He's a class act. Uh, Megyn Kelly, you know, it, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You want to be known as the tough girl, uh, the girl who asks the tough questions and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you want to be known as that. Well, there there is a uh, there's a cost to it, and uh, I think she probably, to some degree, is paying that cost. And uh, Donald Trump, I don't think, is paying a cost for that. And some of the stuff he said, I think people were were really um, blown out over. We're going to talk about that in a second. But we need to be. A lot of people say, you know, who's going to come along and lead us? But we need to be our own leaders. I, I think, you know, any good thing has a great leader. But I, I have to say, I have to say that for me personally, um, I, I do need a good leader. But I don't need, I don't need some big charismatic person. I just need somebody that knows where they're going and how to how to bring people with them how to not only inspire people but lead people. That's great if you're inspired. A lot of people are inspired to go lose weight, and then they go outside and they say, well, I'm going for a walk. You've got to lose 140 pounds. By God, I'm going for a walk. And then they get outside. Whew, it's so hot outside. Oh, I can't do this. I'll pass out. You know, if you have somebody there to say, come on, you're not going to pass out. I'll carry some water for you. I'll carry a wet towel, and you're going to make it. Do a little bit at a time. That's how it works. You got 140 pounds to lose. Let's get started. Start at day one. Um, starts with the first step. You know, a terrible leader's like, oh yeah, wow, it is hot out here. I don't know how we're going to do this. We need leadership uh, in this country. We need we we need someone or a group of someone's who are capable of saying the truth, unapologetic not politically correct, just saying the truth. You know, the title of this show is The Collision of Faith and Politics. You know, I mean, there is a collision there of faith and politics, and most of it is politically incorrect. And I think a lot of people really struggle with that. I think uh, I've had some listeners say that, look, you shouldn't be quoting Scripture while you're talking about political things. That's just disrespectful. To, to what? The Scripture? 
because we were never supposed to venture from uh, the governance, our own self-governance. And we're going to, by the way, we're going to be doing a, a Center for Self-Governance September 14th through the 18th, I believe are the dates. Listen, if you're in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, and actually even New York, if it's a short trip, um, you need to come down for that. If you're interested in that, uh, contact me. We have Kurt, uh, one of the founders, coming to uh, present absolutely phenomenal instructors. We're going to be doing several different levels, and um, it's a difference changer. Let me let me just tell you a little bit about that in this little clip. Hey, happy warriors. This is the Ninja Pastor here. Listen, keepers of the republic, people who care about the future of this country, if that's you, and you're not the you that just wants to talk about it, just do Facebook posts, just do Twitter, but, I mean, you really want to do something. You really want to make a difference. You're called a keeper of the republic. Our founders clearly detailed that we, the people, would keep our republic if we participated in our own governance. Self-governance, let me tell you what, requires education, participation, sacrifice, and determination, and the belief that you can make a difference. Look, you've got to do something, but what is something? As I said, Facebook posts, they won't save the republic. Neither will rallies or voter drives. It goes way deeper. And if you truly want to do something of value that is also effective, the question is, are you willing? Listen, you can go to centerforselfgovernance.com or you can go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. There's a link there uh, for the Center of Self-Governance. All you do is click there. While you're there at facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, click on like and sign up. And you'll have all these links uh, immediately available to you, super, super easy. And I can help arrange courses for you in the Northeast and elsewhere. you got to do it. You say, i got to do something. I want to do something. This is the something. This is the something really big. This is the secret sauce. you got to ask yourself some tough questions. Do you really have what it takes? Do you really have what it takes to help save this country? Do you really want to save the country? Have you given up already? Then here's the really, really tough question. Am I worth the blood and treasure already sacrificed for liberty and freedom? Am I worth the acres of crosses in Arlington, Virginia, and towns across America? Soldiers who gave everything, committed everything to our freedom. How do you do it? Go to my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, and then click on the link to this, Center for Self-Governance. It'll be right there. You want to do something? This is your something. Well, there you have it. There you have it. So uh, the 14th, September 14th through uh, the 18th, we're going to have a powerful um, series of days. And you can attend one day. I mean, it's not something you have to attend all the days. It's just amazing. So if you go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio or you go to the Ninja Pastor dot com, you'll see uh, links there for the Center for Self-Governance and our training. And uh, or just email me. I tell you, email me or message me. You guys know all how to get a hold of me. Use the contact page of theninjapastor.com. That's really the best way uh, because those things are highlighted. They go uh, to the front of the page. And so, you know, it's look. We can say till we're blue in the face, quite honestly. You know that we really care. I, I actually talked to somebody the other day. This will surprise you. Well, maybe it won't surprise you. I don't know. But the other day I talked to somebody, and they they were a Christian, and they said, you know, I'm I'm finished. I'm finished working on political campaigns. I'm finished donating money. I'm finished 
you know, doing Facebook posts. I'm going back to posting pictures of kitty cats. Um, you know, that's, I'm done. I fought the good fight, and and we didn't win. And it seems like we're never going to win. We fought the good fight to get a uh, majority Congress, conservative majority Congress, and look, we're we're still losing. So what's the difference? Nothing seems to matter. And I said to this person, I said, look, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm, I get frustrated. I get tired. I, I get all those things. But, you know, <coughs> God didn't call us to be quitters. He didn't. He didn't call us to be quitters. He didn't call us to be people who just bail. He didn't do that. He called us to truly be in the fight. He called us to be people who are committed, no matter the cost. So I was saying, you know, we need to be the, re- we need to be the rescue of our country. But most folks, I-, I hate to tell you, they're afraid to know the truth, let alone speak and live for the truth, and live the truth themselves. Listen, your life is your calling. A very strong Hebrew uh, principle and worldview. Your life is your calling. It's not the job that you do. It's it's how you live your life. That's your calling. Does your life point to God, or does it not? Look, I'm not running for president, but if I was, this would be part of my platform. Today's show, that's going to be part of my platform and how and why, what I would do. Um, I'm getting a ton of messages from people saying, can you please give us your input on the debates? And the, and my input on the debates ties into today's show, so I'm going to weave that in. By the way, uh, ten uh, somebody asked me to repeat these. Ten upcoming show topics. I'm not saying they'll be the next ten weeks, but uh, abortion, the history and agenda, guns. Who is going to lose their Second Amendment rights first? Uh, what are the plans? What are the groups that are, are trying to strip that from us? Who's already lost them and they don't even know it yet? You know, you got the bread and circus, drugs, sex, and entertainment. We are the Weimar Republic in Rome. Everybody always asks me, Dr. Sean, what, where do you get your information, your media sources? Um, and and let, me, let me be fair here. I, I'll tell you this. I don't always get it right. There is that rare occasion where I get sucked in, too. Uh, to information that looks solid. I check it. I double-check it. You guys will hear me talk about this and also those that follow me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, you can can follow me there. Uh, you can follow me at The Ninja Pastor on Twitter or LinkedIn, Sean Michael Greener. Uh, follow me at all any of those places. Connect with me on LinkedIn, I guess they say. Um, all of those things and subscribe to the show. You've seen me. Um, you've seen uh, me include links and different things, but you've also heard me say, well, I called the public information office of such and such today, like Duke University. Do you remember that thing? Duke was going to play the call to prayer from the tower, and, you know, that had never been done before, and, you know, there was just a, a huge uproar when people found out about it. Well, I used this show to help create an uproar. But before I went live on the radio, I got on the phone with their public information office and found out exactly who to talk to. Uh, I talked to that person. 
that person uh, laid it all out for me, gave me the unvarnished truth. And as a result, I was able to put that information out to you. This audience and other audiences really, you know, uh, you just really, you, you do stuff. You don't, um, you don't sit back. And I like that. But, but everybody always asks me, not everybody, a lot of people, they always ask me, what media sources do I like and why? How do I get my information? How should you get your information? How to educate yourself. There's no, there's no greater education than self-education, let me just tell you that. And, and I'll tell you what, it, no matter what source you have, um, everybody, you've got to remember this, this is important. Everybody has an agenda and a bias. Everybody does. Everybody does. I get asked about money all the time. Uh, my buddy Jerry from Pennsylvania, I'm have to have him on to talk about that. Uh, currency, investing, Bitcoin. You ever hear that? Bitcoin, imaginary money. Uh, real estate agendas, Agenda 21. You say, well, what's that have to do with money? Well, let me tell you what. It's got a lot to do with money. The global economy, bartering. Bartering. Huge. Huge. Barter needs to be a tool of the conservative uh, mindset. And, you know, I, I'm not really sure why it's not. Uh, I'm, I'm digging into that now to find out what people's reluctance to bartering is. But it is for whatever reason. You know, it just is. It just is. Um, reluctance to barter is silly. It's it's tremendous. It's our first currency. Uh, health. I'm going to talk about health, food, drugs, doctors, aging, truth and research, um, agendas, demographics. And I'll tell you, this is something that one of my dearest friends put out to me. Um, they they really made this clear to me um, how our boomers you know, our culture, I mean, anti-aging, people are obsessed with this. Just obsessed. You might think that there's no big deal to that. Well, you know, isn't that, isn't that good? I mean, isn't that being helpful? Well, uh, yeah, pursuing, uh, holding back the, the effect of time and living as healthfully as you possibly can, absolutely. But when you're obsessed with anti-aging, uh, it affects society. I'll, I'll explain it all. Does, you know, Don't get tripped out on it. 2016 election, why it doesn't make any difference at all. And then probably in the same show or the next show, 2016 election, why it makes a huge difference, why it makes all the difference. Listen, we lose this, and I, I think you guys, you're smart enough to, to know this. We lose this election, 2016, we lose this, we're done. Now, there were a lot of people that said, well, I thought by winning over Congress that that was going to be uh, great for us. And... It should have been, but there were so many liars and mealy-mouthed people who were just seeking power under the banner of conservative. Uh, they had a lot of people behind them, and unfortunately, they just they weren't 
as conservative uh, as they indicated. And I'll tell you what else. There are some, I'll tell you, there's a lot of folks get played. We get played a good bit. People will go to the different conservative meetings and they'll they'll talk the talk. But when it comes to going to Congress and actually walking the walk, there are few that are actually doing it. Very few. And that's bad. I mean, obviously that's bad. We we need to have people who uh, are committed to the truth, who are committed to excellence. And I think, you know, excellence has been redefined. In my book, Excellence Kill the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, I talk about that, and I have speeches that I give all over the country. If you want me to come talk to your group or your organization, um, I'm happy to do it. And, uh, you know, you just contact us through the ninjapastor.com, and we'll set all that up. But when I talk to groups, I explain to them, well, let me let me put it this way. Let me let me kind of go back here a little bit. Congress the reason they don't do what we want them to do is cuz our voice isn't the loudest. They're not afraid of us. You know, when government is afraid of the people, it's liberty. We have liberty, but when the people are afraid of the government. We have tyranny, and that's what we have, whether you call it uh, a conservative Congress or, or a, a, a liberal Congress. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Uh, you have pretenders. You have pretenders. And the thing is, is you've got to be committed to getting engaged in the process. That's why the Center for Self... By the way, I don't make a penny off of any of these stuff that I, I put out to you. Um, I just think it's important. It's just very, very important. The Center for Self-Governance, you know, Mark Herr and Kurt and Michelle and, uh, you know, so many others are amazing people. They've dedicated, they're mutually pledged to keep the republic. So they travel all over the country doing this. They're not paid. So why it makes a huge difference, too. If we lose this one, we're done. I'm a firm believer in that. We're done. So the other show I'm going to do is depression and antidepressive and antipsychotic drugs. Listen, you know, you've got to understand that the cultivation of a postmodern culture of happiness. I just want to be happy. I just love to be happy. I just want to go where I'm happiest. You know, I'm not happy at this church, so I'm going to go. Now, look, there's very good, very real reasons to leave a church. Very real reasons. But if you don't just want to get up and do the happy dance, if the, you know, some aspect of the worship music or you don't like the color of the walls or the seats, you know, that's a silly reason to leave a church. Um, happiness is also a silly reason to, to bail on relationships. You've, and I know everybody's losing their mind on that, but, you know, a, a constant state of happiness is not achievable. Now, I will tell you, most people, despite uh, my injuries, I was in a head-on collision. It's a fatal crash. The first two firemen that came up to me said I was dead. Uh, look, you know, that's affected my life in a big way. But I'm pretty happy. 
One, I'm alive. And two, um, I'm not jacked up on pain drugs. I, I don't have an affinity for pain drugs or the impact they have on me. I, honestly, for me, they don't even work. So why be all, you know, spaced out? I just don't. I don't see the point in it. But you know, there are so many people out there that the first tinge of unhappiness they run to drugs. Look, the powers that be. Especially on the left, I'm going to be I'm going to just be core honest with you. Uh, the the powers that be on the left, man, they want you on uh, antidepressive, antipsychotic drugs. They want you on those because I'll tell you what that does is if we can dumb down everyone, then we can tell them anything and they'll believe it. There's a whole subset of the of the of the current population that are at best zombies, and at worst, they're ready to explode into violence at any moment. You see that guy that shot up that theater, you know, he's he's going to jail for life without parole. As high as a kite. Prescription drugs. So then, the last of ten, and I'm going to do shows on other things. We're also going to talk about survival. Uh, we're going to weave that into, we're going to try to weave that into every show. You know, I do a, a two-hour show. Um, once we get enough support, I'll do it more than twice a week. Uh, I do a one-hour show, not a show, but a message on uh, Monday. I'm sorry, uh, Sunday, called Sundays with Dr. Sean. Same same place here. If you click on subscribe, you'll get all the notifications. Um, also, I'm on iTunes. So if you have iTunes, I'm on that too. Search my name, uh, Sean Greener or Dr. Sean Greener, and I'll pop up. So... And that's all free, too, by the way. It's all free downloads. Trying to make it simple for you. But but my point is, um, well, i got to move on. Uh, uh, my point is, is that two hours seems like a really long time. But with so much going on and so much to talk about, it really flies. So a lot of people have said to me, hey, what happened to your security briefings and your your survival stuff, and and we'll, we're gonna we're gonna weave those in for sure. And I'm gonna do a whole show on it, a whole show. So that's coming too. And I think that'll be that'll be sooner rather than later. But uh, one of the other shows, Generation Z, Generation Net, the iGen. What is the future for the generation that's now in high school? You know, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. Listen, college degrees. They're too expensive, and as Mike Rowe says, they're too ubiquitous. I have a bunch of them, but let me be honest with you. You know, unless you're going to be some sort of specialist. Now, there, depending on what college you go to, there are other benefits. You can really find yourself in college. You really determine... For yourself, you prove to yourself, am I a finisher? Can I can I not grow weary in well doing? Can I can I get after it every day? Can I not quit? Can I aim for A's? You know, college teaches you a lot, it teaches you how to get along with people in awkward situations. But they're expensive, and and people, uh, you know, wow, we've got to get the cost of we've got to we got to get the cost. The government's got to get the cost of college degrees down. 
College degrees is too expensive. Well, first of all, let me tell you two reasons why college degrees are very expensive. College is very expensive because the government, in all their no wisdom whatsoever, felt like, and this administration is the one that perpetrated this, and it's a violation of crime for which he and they should be prosecuted, no kidding, for real, uh, to strip away the opportunity for private loans for college and to consolidate that into a government-only deal, eh, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's it's a violation of the law. So it's expensive because of how you finance it. But the other thing, too, is to say, well, you know, you have the financial aid. Well, guess what colleges do? If they get a pile of financial aid money, what do they do? They raise the tuition. They raise the cost of housing. That's what they do. That's just reality, folks. That's what they do. Anybody that has children in college, you know that that is the case. That's the case. I'm sorry to... And look, these professors in these um, these, uh, colleges, state colleges, they are... You know what I don't want to say? I, I let me let me put it out this way. I don't want to say I, I've never been one to knock somebody for making good money. Let me put it that way. Never. You'll never you'll never hear me. Look, if you people knock the uh, CEOs all the time. Well, they make 800% more than their employees. Well, tell you what, you'd be willing to put everything on the line and work 80 to 100 hours a week and be away from your family all the time and have massive pressure that most people can't even possibly understand and to run a, a big organization. And then you tell me if it's not worth the money. Some of it is crazy. You know, just like the the sports salaries. You know, you can't take your family to go see a sport now because a live a live professional sport because it's so expensive. Well, what's driving that are the massive salaries of of many of the of the the uh, athletes. But they they will get paid what the market will bear. I don't know, you know, the economy in this world, politics, all all of that is in a state of flux. And and kids today, they don't know a world without technology. See, you and I, I'm almost 50, I'll be 50 next month. You and I, we know what it's like to not have a, well, let me think, cell phone, microwave, CD player, But we know what it's like to grow up without those things. I know what it's like to grow up without, uh, I think 8-track was around when I was coming up, but we didn't have a ton of money, so I don't know. I think I don't know if anybody I knew had one until I got into high school. My buddy Chuck had one in his car, in the Nova. La Bamba, eh? So, you know, so much technology. Well, you have phones now that have computing capabilities, uh, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but I use a phone that has more computing capabilities than the first uh, um, space rocket. 
more than than the the craft that landed on the moon. And we walk around with those. Heck, you know, if you play your cards right, Obama will give you one, thanks to you, because you're going to pay for it. Get you an Obama phone. But how do you prepare your kids to survive and thrive in a future that is unlike, quite frankly, anything in your experience or history? Look, in in their history, not in our history, because we know what it's like. Now, I'm not a camper. Um, I, you know, I have great camping supplies, but my camping supplies are for bugging out. If there's ever a a, a big emergency or anything like that, a big uh, catastrophe, sometimes you, you, you uh, bug out at home, you shelter in place. You know, sometimes it's safer and better to do that, depending on what your options are. So I have good, really good camping things and survival stuff but your kids do they even know how to start a fire do they even know how to put up a tent do they know how to fish for food do they know what it's like to to learn to stay warm to figure out how to stay warm in freezing temperatures when there's not a thermostat on the wall how about walking far distances you know all those things i mean how to survive How do you prepare your kids for that when they have no experience in that area? How do you prepare for having your future in their hands? Listen, folks, you know, I was just with the Patriot Academy. Um, Rick Green uh, and and some other folks founded something called the Patriot Academy. And I'm telling you, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Maceus um, and Rick Green and in Delaware here, uh, Nicole Tice, leading the charge from the Delaware contingent. Just They just finished up, and it was amazing. My son, Doyle, attended last year, and he, he attended this year, and he even sponsored a bill, wrote a bill, and, and it got passed. And, um, you know, they really learned how to do it. How to, how to govern, not just how to legislate, but how to govern. We call, these, we call Congress legislators. Well, that's stupid. We don't need them making a bunch more laws. We need them, we need them to uh, do the right thing constitutionally. I mean, there's some some laws that need because we make so many stupid laws. They, it's a self fulfilling prophecy, I think, is what I'm trying to say. But the future is in our kids. They're the torchbearers. They're they have the torch now. Are you preparing your kids for that? Look, I'm talking to you, not just if you're a parent or a grandparent, but I'm talking to you. If you're a human being on this planet that cares about what we're going through, today's the day. I call it exactly as it is. And, you know, the publicist said, look, you do this and your audience is going to flee. Well, so be it. I wasn't a radio guy. I'm not going to lose money because I'm not making any money. My goal for this show has always been to literally bring about the unwashed truth into the public arena. I'm I'm, I'm not actually running for public office. I get things. People said, oh, you know, somebody actually made up a little a little computer banner for me and sent it to me and said, you know, oh, you're, you know, the ninja pastor for president 2016. And it was very nice, very sweet. But the fact of the matter is, is I'm not. I'm not concerned 
with popularity. I'm totally unconcerned with that. Popularity just doesn't, it's not a big deal for me. But I am concerned for this country, the United States of America. We're on our last breath. We're gasping. We're here in part because of the left's tool that we bought into, unfortunately, that we're still buying into, called political correctness. We're here because we were talked into being fearful. We were fronted into being quiet. And I say no more. Decide, resolve, and stand. Some folks uh, were, you know, they asked me about the, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break and I'll come back and talk about Trump and what else am I going to talk about? I got a lot to talk about. Let's play this one right quick. Don't forget to subscribe me, folks. I need that. Hey, Happy Warriors, this is a Ninja Pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could, follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the Ninja Pastor. And on Facebook, click on sign up just under my photograph under www.facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows, anywhere we're appearing, and it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash The Ninja Pastor. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, follow me at The Ninja Pastor. Go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click follow and sign up. Thanks a bunch. Man, I really appreciate it. Way to go, happy warriors. How easy is that? So... I've been asked a lot of questions about the debates, and I watch them. Um, the the better, let me, I'll just say this. I mean, you know, we're going to be politically incorrect. The better performance, the best performance, I think, uh, was easily Carly Fiorina. She was amazing, and she is amazing. She's an extremely intelligent, extremely articulate. She's tapped into what's what is what and uh, what we need, and not just what we want to hear, and she's articulate about it. But uh, Donald Trump, you know, he's driving. Listen, if you think people watched, if you think it was a record-setting debate, a televised debate, if you think that telecast was the most watched in history because of anything other than Donald Trump, you out your mind. Look, Donald Trump drives that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are interested and concerned, especially this year, because this is it. This is the last chance we have. We let the liberals have four more years. We're done. We're done. But, uh, you know, and, I'm, and I'll just say, the, it, Trump said this. I'm not a, an apologist for Trump, but when you're right, you're right. Uh, and, and I'll point out some areas where he was egregiously wrong, but... Uh, you know, there's he's a very inarticulate man. Let's be real here. He's a billionaire, but he's inarticulate. Uh he repeats the same thing over and over. He's very thin. Uh he he just keeps repeating the same thing over and over and over and over. Inarticulately, I might add. But the fact is is what he does say taps into that part of society that says, Hey, you know what, we're tired of the namby pamby uh, you know, people that they just they just don't do or say what they really think. 
And we're just tired of it. We're tired of it and we just we don't we just don't want to be that way anymore. We don't want to we don't want to live this way anymore. We don't want to we don't want to operate this way anymore. Show of hands. I mean, how many people out there right now? You're you're just sitting there thinking, "You know what? I'm not trying to hear somebody else get up here and say stuff that just simply is not true. I'm just not. I'm I'm tired of it. I deserve better. I warrant better. And that's that. I don't I don't feel like listening to somebody tell me something blow smoke. This is what I say, blow smoke up my dress, but you know I don't wear dresses. Not every day anyway. I'm not Caitlin. Boy. So Trump says a lot of stuff that is just a waste of air. He just says it because he likes to hear himself talk. But a lot of what he's saying, you know, when you talk about illegal immigration, well, thank goodness he's talking about it. And he's right. Nobody would be talking about it. That wouldn't be a topic of discussion. Look, the left doesn't want to talk about uh, fixing it because, quite frankly, <laughs> they want the votes. Why do you think they want the, the the immigrants to be able to not have to vote without a uh, a proper ID? It's not because they're disenfranchised. It's because they they look low information voters. Hey, we're giving you a place to live. Look at all the money we're sending you. Aren't we magnanimous? Vote for us, and you'll keep getting it. So Trump is talking about that. Trump is talking about how China and Russia and so many other people, they're kicking our butts. Mexico is kicking our butts. The trade deficit is ridiculous. And if you don't know what trade deficit is, get a book. Come on, people. Get engaged. If you got to know what the trade deficit is. you got to know what that means. There's a disparity in this country. And part of it is, you know, if you get my book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, it's on Amazon, The Ninja Pastor, all of that. Um, you will be able to learn a lot of that stuff. Telling you, folks, you know, there we have a we have a severe problem here. Just a plain out and simple severe problem. And I'll tell you the truth. It all starts with political correctness. We don't we don't want to say the truth because the truth is unappealing to a lot of people. Well, that doesn't sound very nice. It just doesn't sound very nice. So we just don't say it. You understand that when we don't speak the truth, we're living a lie. Remember I said a little a little bit ago, look, your calling is your life. Your life is your calling. And if you live everything you do in your life as a lie, you're living a lie. Political, political correctness is nothing but living a lie. And it is a tool of the left that we've bought into. 
conservatives have bought into. So anyway, so Trump is saying some things that are true. They're very true. Look, he's inarticulate. He called women dogs. He's called uh, dogs and fat pigs. Uh, I'm not sure. I know Rosie O'Donnell. That was one that he was talking to. But, you know, he, he fired back at Megyn Kelly. Look, I, you know, I've never been a Megyn Kelly apologist. Um, she likes to present herself. She's kind of a blowhard, to be honest with you. She presents herself as, you know, I'm the one that's going to get to the point. Yeah, she does that sometimes. But she does it for show. I don't know how conservative she actually is, but she, she doesn't back it up with a lot of stuff. So so conservative commentator Eric Erickson, we're, we're friends, but we're not best buds. But Eric Erickson, I subscribed to him a long time ago, met him and you know, kind of hit a good guy, good guy, very smart guy. But he did a very stupid thing. Uh, but he's friends with, and he wants to get in good with the Fox people or stay in good with them. So he disinvited uh, Donald Trump from speaking at an activist. Co- he's it's doing right now, Red State, it's called. Um, he's hosting in Atlanta this weekend. I think it's in Atlanta. And he, and he said the reason he did that, he disinvited Trump, is because of the disparaging remarks Trump made hours earlier on CNN about uh, Megyn Kelly, the Fox News anchor. So in an interview with the Washington Post, Erickson said Trump had been scheduled to speak at his Red State gathering on Saturday at the College Football Hall of Fame. But he told Corey Lewandowski, Trump's campaign manager, about an hour before midnight, Trump was no longer welcome. And Trump's campaign said in a statement that Eric's decision was another example of weakness through being politically correct. For all the people who were looking forward to Trump coming, we will miss you. Blame Eric Erickson, your weak and pathetic leader. We'll now be doing another campaign stop at another location. Trump's CNN interview Friday evening instantly drew controversy and criticism after he said Kelly, one of the moderators of Thursday's Republican presidential debate in Cleveland, had blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. Erickson is a Fox News regular. Remember, I told you, he wants to stay in good with Fox. And a face of the popular Red State blog, which is an okay blog. He has long been against congressional GOP leaders, and and he's an ally of conservative grassroots leaders. But he's also drawn criticism for saying impolite things, once calling retired Supreme Court Justice David Souter as an expletive child molester, and First Lady Michelle Obama as a Marxist harpy. Well, she is, so. He's apologized for both comments. I say if you say it, if you actually have a slip up of the tongue, that's one thing. But if you say it and, and you mean it, don't apologize for it. Have some cojones. Stop apologizing for what you said. It's dumb. Seriously, it's dumb. Erickson said Friday, Trump's words about Kelly went too far, making him someone who enjoys and appreciates barbed political rhetoric uncomfortable and easy. And with his invited guest dominating the race and few, if any, conservatives reining him in, Erickson thought he'd try. So here's here's what he said. Here's what Eric Erickson said. Here's the, the transcript here. The question is, why did you disinvite Trump? I think there's a line of decency that an even a non-professional politician can cross. Suggesting that a female journalist asking you a hostile question is hormone-related, I think, is one of those lines. Have you spoken to Trump directly about your decision? No, I've spoken with his campaign manager. As you know, we had a combative phone call when I asked him to clarify his remark. 
When they called back to clarify the remark, I don't think it was a genuine clarification. So I sent them an email and said, I'm sorry to have to do this, but I consider you disinvited. I think the comment was inappropriate. What was Corey Lewandowski's reaction to that? Well, when I first talked to him, he didn't even want to admit that Donald Trump made the remark. He focused on the blood in her eyes and said that all he, uh, that was all he was talking about. Despite my continuing to tell him that wasn't the problem, that it was the wherever, and he told me that he just have to put my concern that I just have to put my concern in writing to send a note about my seeking an apology and clarification. I did, and when he called me back, he said the clarification was Mr. Trump was trying to move beyond the question in the CNN interview by getting away from talking about her eyes or whatever. I said that wasn't how it was on the tape. I didn't accept how he misspoke based on the context of the video. How did the conversation end, the interviewer says. Eric Erickson says, well, it ended very quietly, and I said I'd call him back. Then I thought it wasn't worth my time to do so based on the way they were framing the so-called clarification that wasn't a clarification, so I emailed him back and wrote that he's disinvited. Has Lewandowski responded to that email? No, he has not. Do you think Trump will still come to Atlanta? I don't know. If he is, unlike most of his events, this is on my stage, the stage I paid for. If he wants on it, he's going to have to answer questions. That said, I'm not sure he'll be invited into the room. It's my event, not his event. First of all, let's be honest, you know, Mr. Ballsy. Come on now. Donald Trump comes in. You're having him on, his, on your stage. Whether you own the stage, whether you paid for the stage, you're having him. Because you know that's going to bring huge ratings. Because that's what Donald brings is huge ratings to wherever he is. So talking all, you know, big dog, but no, no, no. Donald Trump shows up with his entourage. Trust me, he's going to be on this stage. And he'll answer the questions. And he'll blow you out for uh, being a wuss. He'll expose you. So the interview says, do you see yourself as a referee for the conservative movement to keep Trump from riling the race? You know, no. I'm trying to be lenient with him. I told his campaign manager a few days ago that there have been a lot of people in the party who refuse to treat him legitimately, even though he's the front runner. And I didn't want to give him a hard time. I felt bad that one of the event's agendas didn't have his name on it. And I felt badly about that and let him know. I don't like that I have to disinvite him. But there are, there are bounds of what is acceptable in our discourse and their not different for you, me, or someone else. I'm not going to have a guy on stage with my wife and daughter in the crowd who thinks a tough question from a woman is because of hormones. What has the reaction been among conservative leaders and Republicans? I've gotten a lot of people emailing me telling me thank you. Reporters, conservatives, other politicians. There have been lots of notes. Look, I really wanted Donald Trump to be here. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I can't have a guy on stage who said Megyn Kelly was bleeding from her eyes or wherever, bridge too far. Who now gets his speaking slot? I've invited Megyn Kelly. Oh! Well, there's your answer right there. I've invited Megyn Kelly. Trump's out. Megyn Kelly's in. What do you think Megyn Kelly's going to talk about? She's going to talk about Donald Trump. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. That's just reality. It's just reality. I don't know. What do you think? 
What do you think? I mean, look, uh, I think Donald Trump is, you know, he's a crude guy. He said, uh, he, he says a lot of things. He does. He says a lot of things. He says bawdy things. He says things that are crude or inarticulate. You know, the guy's got a phenomenal education. He's clearly a phenomenal businessman. But the fact of the matter is, is if you want him to come at you with a, a feather, soft, little fluffy business, man, that's not him. It's just not him. I just, I, you know, I don't support the guy. But I do support being able to say what you want to say. The left says whatever they want to say, and we're just fine with it. We're fine. We're fine. No big deal. But somebody on the right says something. Ooh. Not only does the left go apoplectic, but the, the right does. Have some cojones, people. Yeah, he said it. Here's how you answer that. Yep, he said it. I don't agree with it. That's not my cup of tea to talk that way or to be that way, but I'll just tell you, he said it. And because he said it, we know we you look, you know what you're getting when you when you get Trump. He's changed his mind on a lot of political Things Do I think that he changed his mind out of political expediency to get elected? Folks, he doesn't want to be president of the United States. Trump does not want to be president. It's going to cost him so much money to be president of the United States. It helps a lot of other people. It's not going to help him. He has to divest himself of every board he's on. He has to sell so many of his assets. He has to, he has to step away from his businesses. That's a, when you're a billionaire, that's a big deal. He doesn't want to be president. I do believe that he wants to get the word out there. You, I just got uh, some messages. People, well, who are your guys? Well, look, if I could pick Cruz, this is just me, Cruz and Fiorina. Cruz for uh, President, Fiorina for Vice President. Or, uh, you know, some other combination. I think Scott Walker has a place. I don't think it's president at this point. Marco Rubio, I think he has a place. I don't think he's president at this point. Very sharp guy. Very good guy. Very, very good guy. Do I think he's who we need in 2016? No. No. We need somebody that's going to rip down the walls of political correctness, that's going to call it what it is. That's what we need. This political correctness is killing us, people. It's killing us. Look, we're not going after Hillary Clinton. She's a criminal. She deserves aggressive prosecution and then serious punishment, life in prison or worse. I feel that way about Barack Obama. People say, oh, that's, uh, that's hyperbole. You're being freaky, weird, and crazy. The man sent people to die on purpose, perpetrated lie after lie after lie. He traded five of the worst terrorists ever. For a traitor. 
in Bo Bergdahl. Are you kidding me? And he did it for political expediency. He's a criminal. He should be punished. I think Trey Gowdy ought to be the the, uh, attorney general. And then turn Trey Gowdy loose. Let him just start shredding people. That's what we need. Hey, uh, week before last, I got a lot of questions on the uh, Castle Doctrine. I mentioned something about the Castle Doctrine, you know, where you can you can protect your own home. There's no duty to retreat and myths associated with gun ownership. So let me put it to you this way. So you hear somebody moving around your house. You're not thinking three months in the future, are you? You're thinking maybe you're not even thinking at all. Maybe you're just operating on just pure instinct. I'm in danger. My family's in danger, and I have to fight back. Well, to me, that means I got to do what I got to do. I got to do what I got to do. That means that you're going to have to do whatever you need to do to to get this threat eliminated. And while you do that, you want to eliminate the threat without risking your life or your family's safety, or at least minimizing that as best you can. You've got to be able to think clearly. You've got to be able to think clearly. What if you're half asleep? What if you're half asleep? It's a life or death situation. There's three castle doctrine myths that um, I I believe could cripple you and your family after a self-defense shooting. The first one is the castle doctrine and stand your ground are bulletproof. People think, well, I live in a castle doctrine and stand your ground state. Tell that to George Zimmerman. It's not bulletproof. They say, well, he didn't do that. Well, the difference there is he didn't do that. Well, don't fall for the liberal narrative because he did exactly that. He did exactly that. Castle Doctrine states that a man's home or a woman's home is his or her castle, and he or she is entitled to defend it with any force that they deem necessary. The stand-your-ground law is similar, but it extends outside the home. If you feel your life is threatened, you're entitled to defend it by any means necessary, except you aren't. Both the Castle Doctrine and stand-your-ground can be countered by any number. You can come up with all kinds of legal hoo-ha, and if you have a good lawyer, you can get if you if you don't have a good lawyer you can get completely screwed over if the police manage to prove or put sufficient doubt into a judge that you weren't really in danger and that you shouldn't have had the gun in the first place you're done so what's it come down to the laws aren't foolproof and you still need to find out what legal precedents are in your state you need to find out i'm shocked to so many people they they don't know you got to know, folks. There are some insurance companies out there. This is another myth. Uh, self-defense insurance by a, the whole self-defense insurance industry will cover your legal fees. Look, very few insurance companies even offer insurance if you're using your firearm for self-defense. An example of that would be your, your homeowner's insurance. Not only do they not cover it, they exclude it. Look, even if the judge finds when you go to court, which you will, you were completely justifiable, they're still not going to cover it. And most 
self-defense insurance plans, they don't pay you anything at all until after the trial, which could be a year or two down the road, which means who's paying all the legal fees up front? You are. Let me ask you this. What if you lose? Well, your insurance isn't going to pay then either. So now you're completely bankrupt. You've lost your home. You've lost whatever you have. And all because you're defending yourself in your own home, and now you have to do it in court. And most self-defense insurance, they have really ridiculously low payouts. It's far too low to pay the actual fees that you'll incur in a, in a real trial. Some payouts are so small, they won't even cover the cost of the retainer of the lawyer, much less the cost of the lawyer service throughout the trial. Most of them won't cover bail or lost wages, counseling, any of that. So that means even if you, you manage to have your legal fees covered, you're still in the hole. There's, there's the third myth is you've protected your home and family. At the very least, you've protected your home and family. Well, here's a great saying that's totally true. Defending your home could cost you that home. Defending your family could cost you your family. And look, it's horrible, but it's true. Legal fees are huge. Probably have a savings account, I hope. You probably got enough money set aside if your vehicle breaks down or you have an emergency at home, but you don't have the kind of money that a lawsuit and defending yourself in court is. You, you don't have that laying around. Do you really want to spend that? You can lose your house to pay those legal bills. You can lose all the things you have to pay those legal bills. You, you might have to cash in whatever retirement you have and incur all those penalties in order to pay for these legal costs. Look, you know what the number one thing that families break up over? Money trouble. Every time. Divorce rates for people in situations like this, they're staggering. Your relationship with your children, it will suffer. It'll be one of the worst things that's ever happened to you in your life unless you have the ultimate protection. And I mean the ultimate protection that the NRA itself endorses and locked in insurance covers. Second call defense. That's what I carry. We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen, you need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes and your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is... 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. Listen, you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. 
you just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be the second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's the Ninja Pastor's number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You know, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show uh, to follow the show. But there's links on there. Once you do that or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go, get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Well, there you have it. There you have it. It's good information. Valuable information. So... What if I was running for president? What if I was? What would be driving me? What what would matter to me so much that I would exhaust my personal resources, which aren't much, that I would I would uh, dive into begging for money 24/7, 365, in order to finance the running race for president of the United States of America? What what issues would I focus on my campaign? And if elected, what issues? See, we, we focus on the campaign so much, we don't realize, hey, this is something they say they're going to do. This is something they say they're going to do in their term. Well, okay, so I focus on my campaign, but then what am I going to do during my term? You know, I talked a few minutes ago about why the establishment GOP is so apoplectic over Donald Trump. Why is the left so eager to shut him up and why the GOP is so eager to shut him up. Well, here are the government departments I'd shut down. I'm just going to tell you this right up front. I would defund, and part of this is, you know, this is related to Donald Trump in this fact that there are a lot of things he'd shut down. I mean, that's what he does. When he buys a company, he, he shuts down a bunch of stuff. He, he cuts out the fat. There's a lot of fat in a lot of companies. He tends to take the mediocre and make it great. 
So here's what I would do. I would defund, this is me, by the way, I would defund and never, ever fund again the evil, murdering butchers at Planned Parenthood. What is it, five videos now? Come on, people. Why, why are these people allowed to go out of their homes without fear, with total impunity, when in fact this dentist from uh, Minnesota kills a lion and he's in hiding? He's lost his business. He's lost everything. Uh, kills a lion on what he thinks is a legal hunt after paying 50 some thousand dollars Planned Parenthood is butchering babies and selling the organs and the tissue for their profit. And they're fine. They're not excoriated. They're not they're just fine, fine. Life is good. They're still whining and dining. Political correctness, folks, we gotta get away from it. It's we gotta be done with it. You know how you start the fall of political correctness? You stop using it yourself. Call things what they are. Stop making up names, fluffy names for everything. Call it what it is. Ted Cruz called Mitch McConnell a liar. You know why? Because he lied. He re- lies repeatedly. But he lied. Bald-faced lie. Lied. person that does that, guess what they are? They are a liar. So the U.S. Department of Energy and all related sub-agencies and commissions, gone. The U.S. Department of Energy and all of the sub-agencies, not just them, not just this head of the snake, the whole snake, any sub-agency, any other government agency that runs off of their budget, uh, you know, all of it, it goes. They're done. They're gone. You say, well, what are we going to do for energy? Hey, here's a news flash here for you. They don't do anything for our energy. Our, our, our energy independence? Are you kidding me? You say, well, but look at the pipeline, the the Keystone Pipeline. They're working on that. Look, they're drilling more oil. Guess what? That is in spite of the United States Department of Energy, not because of. They've done nothing good for us. They're nothing but a money suck. I'm not okay with it anymore. How about the U.S. Department of Commerce and all related sub-agencies and commissions? The Department of Commerce, who's supposed to help us with our, you know, we're business and we're, you know, we're going we're gonna to create an environment that is great for business and good, healthy business. Do you feel they do that? Do you feel that they do that? The United States Department of Commerce, gone. All, of all related sub-agencies and commissions, gone. They're not doing their job. United States Department of Education and all related sub-agencies and commissions. Well, you're anti-teacher. I read that in your book, Excellent Skill of the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. You're anti-teacher. No, I'm not anti-teacher. Read it again. Read it again, folks. I'm not anti-teacher. Not at all. But the Department of Education, the United States Department of Education, it's the Department of Propaganda. It's the Department of making fat and bloating educational organizations all over the country, public education, and and mandating things that are ridiculous. They don't do anything good. They should go. The Department of Education and all related sub-agencies, let the states manage that. The United States Department of Housing and Urban Development and all related sub-agencies and commissions, go there and see what you tell me what that agency looks like to you. 
I think it's a reward uh, in every administration that has been since it's since it's coming into existence. But this one is a reward to his cronies. It's also people who want to affect something called Agenda 21. They want to affect, you know, you've heard what Barack Obama is planning on doing. He's planning on putting low-cost housing in the middle of wealthy neighborhoods, private wealthy neighborhoods, forcing that housing on these neighborhoods. This is part of what Department of Housing and Urban Development does, and all related sub-agencies and commissions gone under President Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Gone. The Ninja Pastor says no. The United States Department of Agriculture and all related sub-agencies and commissions, oh, you're anti-farm. No, I'm actually very pro-farm. I'm pro-farmer. I tend to believe that, you know what, why do we have all these new housing developments being built when we have an occupancy rate? So there's so many houses, existing houses, that aren't selling. Why are we eating up farmland and precious uh, habitat for animals that I like to hunt and I like to look at and I like to photograph because I like food and I like to get it myself. Why are we eating all that up? Building more houses, more townhouses. United States Department of Ag- by the way, all of it gone. Sub-agencies and commissions, all. Housing, uh, gone. Department of Agriculture, gone. Well, you're, you don't like farmers? I love farmers. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world. They don't need the United States Department of Agriculture to tell them what to do and what not to do. And they don't, quite frankly. It's a money suck. United States Department of Treasury. By the way, it doesn't help crops. It doesn't help us be healthier. It only makes us sicker. United States Department of Treasury and all related sub-agencies and commission. Now, did you know the United States Secret Service is part of the United States Department of Treasury? What I propose to do is get rid of the Department of Treasury... Well, well, they're finding all of our uh, all of our counterfeit and their counterfeit operations and all that. You know how counterfeit is found and stopped? It's going to make you sick. It's a little pen that they go, boop, 20 or higher. They're trained to do that at the point of sale. Boop, little mark. Turns one color, it's real. Turns another color, it's fake. You say, well, that's not fighting it. That's not fighting... Uh, that's not fighting... Uh, you know, fake currency, counterfeit. Well, that's not doing that. Neither is the Department of Treasury at the point of sale. Now, do I say there's some great agents there that are working really hard? Absolutely. Let's train local police agencies to do that. Let's train train the state police and county police and city police. Let's train people from that that work on that area. The bloat of the Department of Treasury is ridiculous. Protecting the president and uh, and other cabinet members falls to the United States Secret Service, which comes under the Department of Treasury. I say we create a separate and distinct agency because clearly Treasury is not managing the Secret Service very well. I have several friends who are Secret Service on the president, on the vice president, on the first lady. No, no. They tell me a whole different story. United States Department, gone. So all sub-agencies and commissions. We redo it better, we do it smarter, much smaller. United States Department of Labor and all related sub-agencies and commissions. The Federal Reserve and all... Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on now. Let's not skip over. Department of Labor. 
Department of Labor. Hmm. They must make jobs. They must make it better for people to work. They must help in working out uh, disputes between large companies and employees. Be great. They just must be the best thing that happened for the American worker ever. They must be so awesome for the American worker. I don't know how the American worker has ever done without them. The United States Department of Labor and all related sub-agencies and commissions, gone. Gone. The Federal Reserve and all related sub-agencies and commissions, gone. End the Fed. It's a corrupt organization. It has no oversight. They don't report to anybody. They're run by the money magnets of the world. It's a private little criminal enterprise. Well, that's where we get our money. It's a Federal Reserve note. Newsflash. You need to do some studying on the Federal Reserve, how it came about, what it really does. The Internal Revenue Service as we know it and all related sub-agencies and commissions. I'm letting that simmer. I'm letting that simmer. The Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, Lois Lerner's little coven, gone as we know it. And all the little and big sub-agencies and commissions, gone. You say, well, you can't do that. You have to collect taxes. Here's a newsflash for you, folks. You make a fair tax a basic tax, and you know what you do? You make it so that they self-report. They send it in. Well, how about enforcement? What if people don't pay? If people don't pay, we don't have important things. You know why people, for the most part, don't pay their taxes? Do you know why? Because they're oppressive. Because they're oppressive. That's why. It's because they're unfair. It's because they're ridiculous. That's why, folks. The Internal Revenue Service is is a criminal enterprise going after uh, conservative organizations and illegally furthering and supporting liberal organizations. That's a criminal enterprise. Fair tax, flat tax, basic tax, whatever you want to call it, that's easy to administrate. You know how you do your taxes? You get your you get your little uh, W-2 or whatever, or your reported income, and you say, okay, 10% of that is, well, I'm going to write a check. And you send it in. Boom. You have an administrative firm, probably uh, probably a private organization. And you have them administrative. I bet you need one one-hundredth of the people and one one-hundredth the money. The Internal Revenue Service, as we know it, and all related sub-agencies and commissions, gone under President Sean Greener. 
The Environmental Protection Agency, as we know it, and all related sub-agencies and commissions, gone, done, out of here. You are a criminal enterprise, and you are done. Well, Dr. Sean, I, I am appalled. All these other things were so horrible, but my goodness me, that is appalling. You say you're a conservationist, but you're getting rid of the one agency that protects so many things. You Do you not even know the title? It's the Environmental Protection Agency. Without them, everything goes to pot. People start pouring pouring poison into the streams again, and, and uh, companies pump poisons into the air, and it's terrible. Nobody will be able to breathe. The air will be horrible. The water will be horrible. It'll be the worst thing. It'll be the worst thing ever. I can't believe you're you're gonna vote for that, Doctor Sean. You're the worst president ever. You don't even like small animals or streams or oceans. How about the climate change? What what, what happens to that? We're in deep trouble. I'm not voting for you, Mister Doctor Sean, Mister President, Mister. No way. Well, here's a newsflash. The Environmental Protection Agency, using their laws, is what's causing the drought in California. Look it up. Do some research. That's a fact. The Environmental Protection Agency puts more businesses out of business. They don't have any positive impact at all on air quality, water quality, any of that. You know who does? The local conservationists. The people on the streams, the people work that work on the ocean, the people who deal with those things, that's who does. Every part of the Environmental Protection Agency gets stripped down. That's not their job. The government's job by constitution is not that. How about the Bureau of Land Management and all related sub-agencies and commissions? Gone. Bureau of Land Management, you're out of here. Federal government owns 72% of the state of Nevada. Utah, I think they own more of than that. Many other states all around the country. The federal government came in through eminent domain and said, Dad, we're taking your land. We're taking land that belongs to the people, and we are buying it, and we're restricting it. Bureau of Land Management, folks, you're gone. I hope you got your resume all ready to go because you're out of here. Here's one I'm going to get a lot of crap over. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and all related sub-agencies and commissions. You're gone. You're out of here. EEOC is out of here. It's corrupt. It's manipulative. It acts as a, a court when, in fact, it is not a court. It's no purpose for it. It doesn't achieve what it set out to do. There was a time where they were of benefit. They are no longer of benefit. The Economic Adjustment Office. Did you even know we had one? The Economic Adjustment Office and all related sub-agencies and commissions. What they do is they make it fair and right and equitable for all. No. No, actually, they don't. They don't. They only work on one or two races as far as ethnicity. And they seem to only work in the cities. And what they work at is trying to flip the, uh, you know, uh, the wealth confiscation. That's what they do. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and all related sub-agencies and commissions, they're corrupt. 
their why, they and the banks are why, and the deals the government made with the banks, specifically Clinton, why the mortgage uh, crash was so horrible. Dodd-Frank, Barney Frank, Dodd, Christopher Dodd, criminals. They should be in jail. It's egregious that they're not. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is a criminal organization. They need to be shut down. Am I saying in all these that there aren't some good non-political people that just happen to apply for a job there and have worked there, their career public servants? They're all bad? No, I'm not saying that at all. Farm Credit System Insurance Corp. and all related sub-agencies and commissions. Put the power back in the local bank. The people that are actually going to walk up and down the rows of corn or soybean, the people that are going to see you out at uh, breakfast on Saturday morning at your local breakfast joint, the people that you're going to bump into at church, not Farm Credit, Farm Credit System Insurance Corp., corrupt organization. You pick the winners and the losers, not their job. Here's another one, Farm Service Agency and all related sub-agencies and commission. They're supposed to help farmers. Newsflash, they're not. Most of the money that goes in that budget doesn't do anything to do with farms. Nothing whatsoever to do with farms. It's a criminal organization. Here's one for you that I'll probably be hearing from. The Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, and all related sub-agencies and commissions. Do I feel like you ought to be able to say whatever you want to say on the radio and on television? Should, you, should, you, should there be any convention of decency? I think there should be. But you know who I think should control that? The people. And you know, the Federal Election Commission and the Federal Communications Commission, it sounds like they're really doing good things. You know, the Federal Election Commission, the FEC, I'd get rid of them too. But the Federal Communications Commission, they pick who's heard from and who's not. You say, well, Dr. Sean, what about uh, talk radio, conservative talk radio? That's huge. And, you know, none of the liberal... What was that called, the Liberal Radio Network? I, I can't remember what it was called. I don't remember the name of it. Maybe somebody can shoot me a text and let me know. But uh, I, I don't remember what it was. It's just skipping out of my head. But it didn't last despite tons of seed money, millions, hundreds of millions of seed money. It crashed and burned. It's no longer in existence. They said, we need to have our voice to counter the impact of the conservative talk radio. They're mean people. So despite the Federal Election Commission's best efforts, talk radio, conservative talk radio, is still thriving. We don't need the Federal Communications Commission to tell us what we can hear and what we can't hear. We don't need them to pick winners and losers. Let the American consumer do that. Gone. Federal Election Commission and all related sub-agencies and commissions. Look, they're a crooked organization. If you don't believe it, look at the last couple of elections. Look at the fact that Republicans have not pushed uh, hard on prosecution for poll crimes, for voter fraud, for all of these other things. No, they're just a way that the liberals can control everything. Federal Voting Assistance Program and all related sub Did you know there was one? FVAP, FVAP. Federal Voting Assistance Program. You know what that's for? That's for the, air quotes, disenfranchised. The underserved. They can get on a bus to go down to a ball game, but they can't take a bus to the toll to the polls. 
Are you kidding me? They can read the labels to buy their food, but they can't read in order to vote. Newsflash, if you can't read well enough to vote, you shouldn't be voting. Oh, Dr. Sean, you're mean to people who can't read. You're mean to the illiterate. Oh, you're a horrible person. Guess what we have in this country? We have this little thing called public education. And you know what? For the most part, it's free. But, you know, you used to be able to play sports for free. But you know what you can't do now? You can't play sports for free in most public high schools. You know why? Because it's been so mismanaged that now you have to pay money. And a lot of poorer kids, kids that come from poorer families, they can't play anymore because they don't have the $400 activity fee. Yeah, in public school, lots of public schools. Federal Voting Assistance Program, are you kidding me? All the related sub-agencies and commissions, you're gone under my administration. The Job Corps, you're out of here. Every related sub-agency and commission, done. You're out of here. Minority Business Development Agency, you know what that is? That's a racist organization. It's set to serve only one small segment. Gone. You're out of here. All related sub-agencies and commissions, also racist. You're gone. You're out of here. Here's one for you. The multifamily housing office and all. Did you even know these existed? There are hundreds more. You wonder why you don't have any money in your paycheck at the end of the week. This is why. Gone. Day one. Multifamily housing office and all related agencies. Are you kidding me? So duplexes and above, you have a special housing office that deals specifically with you. Anybody anybody out there feeling the warmth from the multi-family housing office? How about the National AIDS Policy Office and all related sub-agencies and commission? Do we need that? No, that's not government's job. Here's one that's going to tick some of you off. I just know it. Let me take a deep breath first. Here it comes. The National Endowment of the Arts. The National Endowment of the Arts. And all related sub-agencies and commissions. You know what we don't need? We don't need the National Endowment of the Arts to put uh, sculptures of Jesus in the artist's urine and call it art. We don't need people up on stage having sex performance art. We don't need them paying for that. We don't need a whole month of gay, lesbian, transgender, and all that related art to be paid for by the federal government. We don't need that. We don't need straight art paid for by the federal government. You like art? Go buy some. Go buy some. It's not hard to buy art. It's not hard to expose yourself to art and the arts. National Endowment of the Arts, you're gone. All related sub-agencies and commissions, you're gone. Here's one for you you probably won't like. The National Labor Relations Board, NLRB, and all sub-agencies and commissions, you know what they do? They help in strikes when there's a labor versus management issue. And you know what this administration does? More often than not, they side with labor. Right or wrong, they side with labor. 
So it's not about labor relations. It's about labor advancement. Don't we already have something like that? Amtrak and all related sub-agencies and commissions. Oh, that hurts. I have friends that, that work at Amtrak. It's the best pension in the country. Railroad, best con- best beyond any any pension in the country. Amtrak. I have good friends that work at Amtrak. And you know what? I'll tell you, they laugh all the time about how much they get away with, how easy it is, how excellent their pension is going to be. And yet Amtrak has only two profitable routes in their entire organization. Two. They're gone. Day one. What are we going to do with all those railroad tracks, Dr. Sean? What are we going to do with all those trains? Tell you what let's do. Let's put a private company in charge of that. Because Amtrak has never made money. They'll tell you that they have, but they're lying. Here's one that might shake you a little bit. You drive on the drive on the roads and fly in planes. National Transportation Safety Board and all related agencies and commissions. Well, it keeps us safer in the sky. You know what keeps us safer in the sky? Companies that build excellent airplanes and airlines that maintain properly the aircraft, the trains, the buses, all of those things. And you know how they do that? They get incentivized for that. Go on, day one. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Oh, that hurts, Dr. Sean. Dr. Sean, that hurts me. That hurts me so bad. Nuclear Regulatory Commission, Dr. Sean. You're kidding me. All the sores you're giving me. Yeah. What are we going to do with all these nuclear re- these nuclear plants all over the place you've got out here? If nobody's looking over their shoulder. We need the government to do that, to protect us. Really? Because you know what the Nuclear Regulatory Commission doesn't allow? They don't allow new construction. They allow you to patch construction. The same thing goes for the uh, oil. You know, there's not a new oil refinery built since, I think, 1967. Why? Because it costs $11 billion to build one. And that's before you turn a shovel. That's before you put a spade into the ground and turn over dirt. That's just all of the stuff you have to do before you get started. Government regulation. OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, and all related stuff. Do you feel safer at work? Are you safer at work? Do you think it's OSHA that makes you safer? Tell you what let's do. If you have an employer that doesn't provide you with the safety gear, and let's say maybe you don't have the the money to go buy safety glasses or a helmet and make sure you wear it all the time because you don't care about your eyes, you don't care about your cranium, you're either going to get bopped in the head with something that will hurt you or you're going to move on. And that company, unless they get their act together, isn't going to be in business very long. How about the Office of Community Planning and Development, Agenda 21, and all related sub-agencies and commissions? Community planning and development. How many communities do you know? can you look at and say, well, the federal government came in and planned and developed this community? No. You know who do the, does that? Developers, people that actually know what they're doing. Here's one that's going to make you chuckle. It's going to make you chuckle. The office, unless your name is Chuck, the Office of Government Ethics. 
Yeah, did you know that? The Office of Government and all related sub-agencies and commissions. So many more. Look, I, I, gave, you, I gave you just a small, I'm only scratching the surface. Only scratching the surface. This is only a small part. Lots more will be gone. And you might say, well, Dr. Sean, that's just hyperbole. You can't let those federal employees lose their jobs. That will be a disaster. just wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right. That would be terrible. Why? Let me ask you something, folks. How important is your job? How important is your income? Then let me ask you another question. Why is your job or your income any less important than federal employees' jobs and income? Why is your family less important than federal employees? Look, I'm not anti-federal employee. You're, you know, you've got a job to do because you know, you're just trying to do your thing and support and provide for your family. Well, you're going to have to find another way to do that under my administration because this notion and re, this whole idea of public service, I want to transform that notion and reality of public service. Well, I'm in public service. No, you're a public employee, and you make 20 to 35% more on average than your private sector counterpart. And generally speaking, a large, to a large degree, you're more expensive and less effective than the private counterpart. That's reality. While we're talking about public service, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to. I can't stand it. Current and future Congress. If you're in Congress right now, listen up, folks. And by the way, this goes for every every elected official from Congress all the way up to the President of the United States, including uh, uh, the Supreme Court, everybody, everybody all the way up. If you still have a job after I'm done hacking away, then this is what you're going to experience. But this is going to be an experience for Congress first. Let's just do Congress just for fun. Did you know... Well, first of all, did, I'm going to give a 45% day one pay cut to Congress. 45%. You say, you are a horrible human being. Really? Really? I am? You're scraping by working 60, 70, 80 hours a week for a meager income? The government's all up on your back. Congress is all up on your back. You know those legislators, lawmakers? They're all over your back. Guess what they start at? Start at, folks, 100 and $74,000 a year. Then they have benefits that take them in the $280,000 range. Their pay package and benefits is worth about $280,000. Do you know what 45% pay cut 174000 is? I think it's 78300 Sound fair to you, part-time job? Listen, if we aren't attracting the best and the brightest at 174000 a year, then the amount of pay is not the issue. It's a ridiculous amount of money. They're ineffective. They're not doing their job. They get a pay cut, benefits cut, day one. No pension, zero. Let that settle in. How many of you know that you serve one term in the Senate, six-year term, you serve one term, you get money for the rest of your life, you get benefits for the rest of your life? How many of you know that? We're talking about the federal government here, not state government. 
federal government. No pension, zero. If you didn't pay in, you can't get a penny out. Here's a little more for you. Congress and every public official, elected public official, all the way up to and including the President of the United States, three days of vacation and no sick days for one year, your first year. And at one year, if the stipulations that I'm going to set forth that they're supposed to do as a public employee, public is you, by the way, you're the taxpayer, they work for you, not they. Not we work for them. No, it's they work for you. You're their boss. They'll receive two more days of vacation and three sick days at the successful completion of one year. Congress and above will never accrue more than 10 days of vacation total, and those days may not be taken. Listen to me now. Those days may not be taken during sessions of Congress. I'll even push that to teachers, public school teachers. You know, you you work 186 days. That's that's what you work. Well, but I work a lot in my classroom, and I do a lot in the off season and uh, in the summers. And you know, I'm always working grading papers and some of you. You work 186 days. You have to report to work 186 days maximum. Newsflash: no vacation days, no days without pay during the school year. What you may do is if you're sick, you may take a sick day. You get three during the school year. You have your summer. You have your holidays off. You don't get a bunch of vacation. Congress, neither do you. You get a total. The most you can ever accumulate is 10 days of vacation total, and you can't take them during sessions of Congress. Your job is to be at work. Congress receives no allowances for official mail other than a stamp machine that records all mail going out. They get a polygraph examination or a lie detector examination every six months for every elected official from Congress to president. That's right. You get a lie detector test every six months for every single elected official from Congress to president. And then you want to know what? I'm going to make them... I'm going to make them public. Did you let that settle in? I'm going to give a polygraph examination to every single elected official, actually public employee, but from elected officials, from Congress all the way up to President of the United States, every six months. And I'm going to make the result of that. I'm doing away with haircut allowances. I'm doing away with rent subsidies. I'm doing away with health club subsidies. None of it. You want something, you pay for it, just like the people that you allegedly serve. Now, you're going to get two assistants and one secretary. We're going to pay for that. That's going to be a set pay, set salary, and no extraordinary benefits. Every single person in government, every single public employee, every single one gets drug tested. Everyone. There's a mandatory and scheduled yearly and then at least three three 
random tests per year. You fail one and you're fired. This includes all of Congress and all federal officials, all federal employees. You receive a federal benefit, you get tested. And listen, I'm extending that to states. I, I would recommend to the states, I'm not going to force them, but I would recommend to the states, you pay out somebody, somebody collects a state benefit or paycheck, they get drug tested. That includes welfare. That includes any kind of air quotes entitlements. You get tested. Period. No lobbyists. None. All petitions to talk to a government official have to be made to what I would, I would form an independent commission. And no financial or other gifts may be made or implied to any elected official or federal employee. In my administration, it is a federal crime to give or offer or receive any such gift or incentive. None. It's a crime for the employee, and it's a crime for the lobbyist. No grandfathering on any bit of this, by the way. I'm not going back in time and saying, well, it doesn't apply to you, and we'll phase this in over 21 years. No. I'll tell you what else, too. Congress, this is day one, folks, day one of my administration, if you make Sean Greener your president. Congress and all elected federal officials are now on a military health benefits and pay system. The military, what they get, you get. Nothing more. You don't go to the front of the line. You stand in the line just like they do. You make your appointments just like they do. You need to go to the hospital. You go to a Veterans Administration hospital. But you go behind them. Because you don't put your life on the line. They do. They're first. You don't go to the head of the line. You go to the back of the line. Nobody jumps line. There's not one appointment setting for the for the military uh, active duty and veteran and then another one for the elected officials. No, it's all one. All your care you get at the Veterans Administration facility, just like our soldiers, just like our Marines, just like our airmen, just like our Coast Guard, just like our Navy. Congress and all elected officials, you pay 100% of your health care premium. If you want care elsewhere, newsflash, 100% is on your dime. In other words, if you go somewhere other than the Veterans Administration Hospital, you have to pay 100% of the cost of that. Anybody out there think that the VA will suddenly become a great place? The Congress does not vote on their own benefits and salary, ever. The registered, proven United States citizens with proper federal ID or state ID vote on the pay package every two years. You have no control over it, Congress. You have no control over it, President. Every bill the legislators propose can contain no riders or unrelated inclusions. The bill had better represent its name or it doesn't get approved. The citizens of the United States with proper valid voter ID must be provided the entire bill via the Internet and United States mail at least 30 days prior to the congressional vote. Congress people must sign a legal affidavit that they, not their aides, but they read the bill in its entirety before 
voting on the bill. And if it's found that they did not read the bill before voting on the bill, they will be docked in their pay the first time. The second time, they will be terminated. No one who does not pay into Social Security may receive benefits unless you are combat disabled, in which case you pay zero taxes for the rest of your life, and the care you receive is congressional quality at zero cost to you or your family. If you serve in combat, you receive free education for the rest of your life. You don't pay taxes while in combat, and when you separate from service honorably, you pay no taxes for two times the number of years you served in the military. Military and Congress must make up a common wage. Congress goes down, military goes up. The military is severely underpaid. Congress is egregiously overcompensated. Congress shall receive no pay increase that does not also include a pay increase for the military. Tethered increases, period. You don't have enough profit to give the military a raise? Neither then should the federal employees and elected officials receive raises. Military pay may not be cut. We can cut entitlements and everything else first. Remember, if the military pay or benefits are impacted, so too are Congress and every other federal employee. I'm going to stop there. Folks, I have so much more. We'll tackle it on the next Monday. Listen to my Sunday show, Sundays with Dr. Sean. It's not really a show. Um, it is more of a message. Uh, and it's it's churchy, but it's plain language. I think you'll like it. Listen to us tomorrow at 5.30, right here on the same station. I appreciate you joining us. Hopefully um, this has been of some benefit to you, and we're in this fight together. we got to get real. we got to put away all this political correct BS and start standing up and calling it like it is. Bottom line, if you want to have liberty and freedom, this has to happen, and it has to start with you. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.